how can I shine at work? How can I get senior level leaders to notice me when I'm new in the company? Today, I have Mesa Rami joining us to talk about process transformation improvement. She's talking about how important it is to pay attention to the work you're doing to see if there's ways you can become more efficient and shine. Join me as we dive deep with Mesa today. You are listening to the Career Path Angel Show, where we talk all about career, business, positive mindset, self-development, and many other fun and exciting topics with one goal in mind, to help new working professionals to fast-track their careers in the corporate world. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Here is your host, Angel Mary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Career Path Angel podcast. I'm so happy to have you join and listen in. Today's topic is what does it mean to be proactive at work? Today, I'm joined by Mesa Rami. She is the finance manager and of process in transformation at National Grid. She majored in accounting and information systems and had a minor in economics from Queens College. Mesa, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So Mesa, one of the things that I find really interesting regarding your work is that you are doing process transformation. And can you just tell me a little bit about what that really means to the listener? Sure. Um, process transformation is basically taking a current process. It may be manual. It may be an automated process, but uh, there's always room for improvement with any process. So it's always good to take a fresh look every now and then and uh, reevaluate the actual process itself and then see where there may be areas in the process that can be improved just, just to ease the level of work for the users. Let's say, for example, if there's any manual effort that's being done by the user or, um, or there's any tedious uh, work that's taking up their time. So we're always looking for ways to uh, minimize uh, those types of tasks in order to make the workers day to day much easier and uh, to go to go in order for them to also go about their days much smoother by eliminating the manual efforts and any tedious efforts we're giving the users and the employees back time to process less and analyze more so i just had a quick question about that so is that really when you're looking at process transformation are you looking at where along the operations process where people are doing for example tedious work, data entry perhaps in Excel or whatnot, where there may be a, a bottleneck occurring in the information flow. Would you say that's what you're talking about? That's correct. That's part of it. Um, any, any tedious part of the work that causes a bottleneck for the person actually doing the work, correct? And it can also be a process that's already automated but it's not really producing the level of detail that the uh, user needs in order to do their analytical work. So there may be in the automated process extra information that they don't need that takes uh, longer to, for them to run the report so we can actually eliminate whatever fields they don't need and it'll make the report quicker to run, for example, in order for them to be able to jump into analytics much sooner. Okay. So when you were talking about this, it's really about improving efficiency, right? Correct. It is improving efficiency. Yes. 
So when the listener is hearing this and they know that there's there's probably this type of work in many different organizations, but this type of work, when you got into it first early in your career, what would you say were different aspects of your personal growth when you were starting in this field of work? Sure. So how I how I was introduced to all of this, honestly, it was more um, myself. I It was an observation on my part uh, when I was first starting out my career. I was given a process to do. And as with any new job that you have, you're given a process, you're trained on it, and you're told, you know, do X, Y, and Z, and you're done. So I was given a process. And um, as I was doing the process, you know, I would ask myself questions as in like, okay, why am I spending X amount of time, you know, putting, punching these numbers in, right? Or uh, why is the spreadsheet taking longer to, to update? So as I was, you know, doing the actual process itself, I would ask myself these questions and I would always say to myself, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so initially I was still learning, obviously, the work. And so I didn't have time to jump into improving just yet. So I'm still learning. And so, but as I am learning the work and as I am processing it, I'm also asking myself these questions, the whys, why am I spending this much time? Why am I, why is it taking the spreadsheet this long to, to recalculate, you know, um, why do we even have these variances and, you know, why am I not analyzing them as I'm going? And I'm just like processing numbers. Okay. So yeah, for me, it was, it was, uh, the work was very robotic-like. It was very mechanical. It, it didn't require much brains. And so for me, it was, I felt like it, I needed to understand these numbers and um, I wanted to understand the meaning behind them, but I didn't have time to do that because I was too busy processing. Right, right. So it's really, you were in a position where you found the work to be tedious and painstakingly slow because of the robotic type work you were doing. Correct. And as I said, you, uh, you know, um, for someone who is still starting out in their careers, you know, as you're given the task and um, as you're processing that task that you're given, keep in the, in the back of your head, like always ask yourselves the, the why, why is this being done this way? Um, don't ever settle for what you're given. Always look for how, how can we do this better? Basically okay. ask that question always. So when you're asking yourself this question and in this period of your career, what was some things that you did to really be a self-starter? Okay. Yeah. So as I was taking notes, you know, in, in the back of my head, while I'm still learning the work and I'm still new and I'm still very young and fresh and I'm just processing, you know, and, um, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes as to, okay, you know, why am I spending uh, all these hours punching in numbers? Why are these numbers not, why is this spreadsheet, for example, not doing it for me? Or why do we not have a program that would import these numbers automatically into the spreadsheet? And so as I was processing, I was asking myself these questions. And then I would also speak to my peers and my coworkers and I would, and my, and my manager at the time, and I would say, you know, I spent X amount of time doing this. Um, you know, is there anything, is there a program or is there a tool that we can use that we can bring, you know, have this done automatically? And so as I was taking notes and questioning, I was also talking to people and 
you may not get the response that you're, you'd like to hear. The response that you may get will be, this is just how it's done. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, there, there's no other way. Mm-hmm. But, right. and that's exactly the response that I was getting at the time. Um, this is it. This is how it's done. And there is no other way. And this is how we've been doing it for, for all this time, for many years. Right. And that just didn't settle with me. I just wasn't satisfied with those answers. Right. And so as I started to understand the department more and understand the who's who, um, I understood that, you know, we do have uh, techn- more technical people who are experts in, you know, automation. So my job was more to process the work, but then we had um, systems people that understood our system and that we're working with. And so okay. I started speak to them. You know, as I was uh, working, I would obviously talk to very, you know, several people starting with my peers, my manager, but then I expanded my conversations out to now expert people who are expert in the system. Because I knew that if they, if they, if these are the systems people, then they should understand my question and know, you know, maybe there is a tool or something in the application that can do this for us. The, the highlight of the story is to say that for all these young people is, you know, talk to people, identify the experts, ask the experts the questions and pick their brains and brainstorm with them. Tell them what you're, what you're dealing with. Explain to them what you're trying to do. Don't think that this is just the way it is and it can't be done because there's ways to improve. There's always ways to make anything that you're working on better. And so by asking the questions, you may actually stumble upon getting the the response that you're looking for. And so in my case, and with my my own personal experience, I did just that. I went directly to the people who are experts in the system that we're working on, working with. And um, I asked them the question. I said, it takes me X amount of hours to input these numbers. Is there a way that we can get these numbers imported directly out of the system. And, you know, the um, the specialist that I spoke to at the time, he said, leave this with me and let me think about it for a little bit and I'll get back to you. And this okay. was just independently mm-hmm. working outside of um, the work that I was given, the task that I was handed. I now, now that I understand the process and now that I got comfortable with the actual process, I am now think, taking the notes that I've been taking throughout my, my experience learning it. And now I am uh, branching out, thinking outside the box, talking to people and trying to get answers for the questions that I asked myself. Right. And surely enough, that expert came back to me and said, I think I have a solution for you. Okay. He took the spreadsheet that I was working on and he, um, he mapped it to the system. Basically, so what he did was he took the spreadsheet and he connected it somehow to the system. He wrote some codes behind the scenes, which okay. kind of work. I, I don't know coding. I don't understand coding, but this is where now, you know, an accountant can benefit from working with, you know, computer science or, you know, inform- information technology experts right. in their, their company to help you accomplish the things that you're looking for. Right. So you um, you partner with these experts and you work with them. They're providing you now with a service that you would like to, to take advantage of for your work. And the beauty is that 
All of this is within the company that you're working for. And so these services are available to you, but you will not benefit from them unless you go and you look for them. And company hires all sorts of experts, system experts, accounting experts, finance experts, you know, all of these different experts within your company, you're all working together. Don't think that just because you're in this department, you cannot partner or talk to this other individual who's doing something completely different from you. Because when you brainstorm together, you can actually, you can benefit from others' expertise. Right, right. And so um, the work that I was doing at the time that took X amount of hours, um, he was able to, um, to actually write a code for me. And the numbers were populated literally in five minutes. And when wow. that I was, I tested it independently. Um, this was all done on my own time. My, my manager actually was not aware. Uh, I could have filled her in, but I just felt like this is my own personal. Uh, I just, it was a, it was a personal project that I created for myself. No right. one, no one asked me to do it. It's just something that I wanted to do to see. And I was doing it outside of the live work. I was just doing it on the side for my own personal knowledge. Right. And when I saw that it worked, I approached my manager and I said, hi, check this out. You know? Um, and I said, I, you know, the, the, the numbers that I take spending hours to input, I can now um, get it imported in five minutes. If you have time, I'm happy to show you what I came up with. Looked at me like, oh, really? Uh, okay, I'll let you know. Uh, I, I kind of caught her off guard. And um, I don't, she definitely was not expecting this. And so uh, right. when I heard a demo of, of what I was able to produce, she was definitely wowed. And obviously we cannot do anything. We can't put any, make anything live until we know for sure that it works. And so she had me present it to our vice president at the time. Oh, wow. Extremely impressed with the work that I did. And this was just me one year out of college. Um, you know, it took me a couple of months to learn the process. And now here I automated it. He was extremely impressed what, what the work that I did, it went live. And now everyone was using that, um, you know, that, that application that was, that was implemented. Right. Um, and so, and that was the turning point for me at that point. That's when I realized that my passion is actually around process improvement. Yes, I will take the work, I will learn it, but I'm always ready to you know, improve it somehow. Right, right. And this, this story is really, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic story about really being proactive, seeing something, a problem, and taking the time and effort to change. And it really reminds me of when I was working at Lenox Hill, and we were in the process of putting together an upgrade in place, where there was medical record charts that were in paper format, and then we had to move that into a digital file. And a lot of that process was putting uh, a scanning protocol in place. And so much of that involved being proactive and understanding what was wrong with the process like you did. You took the time to understand what's going on and the level of time it took to do the work. And then figuring out when people say, well, this is just the way we do it. And realizing that that's just not enough, right? So when where I was working, we realized that there's always better ways to do things. So we we 
also did the same thing. We sat down, we created a plan, we presented the plan, we reached out to different stakeholders. Your stakeholder in this case was the IT department and it was in similar case for us where actually technology and IT is going to be partnering with many, many departments in many different organizations. So the young people who are listening to this today should be realizing that you need to be partnered with someone in an IT department to see if you can use your expertise to improve processes. And that's how you actually improve senior leaders and senior management. In your case, you were able to show yourself rather early on to the VP of the company. And that's typically unheard of for entry-level individuals, right? That's correct. Um, and in, in my case, actually, it was a unique case at the time because you know, people just settle for whatever work they're doing and it's just like a nine to five and they go home and, and that's it. If you have that extra time during the day, if you if you get really comfortable with the process that you're doing and you see yourself, you find yourself having a number of hours in the day that you're um, you're not really, you're free, you're not really doing anything. That means it's time for you to um, to do the next best thing. Right, right. And I would say that, a couple of key points that you made here was communication and also not letting individuals who say, this is how we've always done it, stop you from finding a better way. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, and just, just to quickly say that uh, from that point on, I, at that point, I was able to prove that there's more to, Ma to Mesa than, than just processing work. And so the VP and everyone recognized that they can use my skills and abilities to identify um, any work that could potentially be improved. So I was actually rotated around the, uh, the, the, the department to see where you know, there is work that could be improved. And I was tasked to lead those efforts. And it, I, to a point where the company, they were starting a new trading desk and they had me actually lead and manage that new desk, create, create the, all the reports from scratch, work with the IT uh, experts and to develop those. And so you know, my, my skill set went from being, a, a, you know, an accounting to branching to taking that the accounting skills and now um, taking them to a whole other level where it's now automating, you know, the accounting work and accounting processes. I would say that it's really amazing that very early on in your career, you were able to figure out what you actually love to do. Um, most people don't figure that out quite so early and they do have to try many different roles to recognize what their actual skills are. Sometimes you have to be working in a job for a little while to realize that the skills that you have or the job itself that you're working on isn't the right fit. But in your case, what you did was you took the opportunity in that role, even though the work was quite tedious, to blossom really because you took the, the effort and the energy to proactively reach out to your peers, your stake, the other stakeholders who are taking the work and also um, working on, uh, you know, efficiently gathering it, but it's taking so much time. And as we know, time is money in the corporate world. You taking away all of those man hours to input data and creating this process improvement flow actually probably 
put you in this position where you were able to be elevated rather quickly. That's right. That's absolutely right. In summation, what would you say would be the top three skills that you feel that young people really should be honing in on as they're leading their careers? Uh, So I think the number one skill is analytical skills. what you're doing at any point, uh, whether it's big or small, nothing is too small to analyze. Okay. Second thing is communication. Communicate your findings, communicate what you're analyzing. The third skill is putting yourself out there and taking what you've analyzed and taking what you've communicated and show you, you know, show face, talk to people. Um, you know, just put your face out there and let people know who you are and what you're trying to do. Right. Don't be afraid to show yourself is really what you're saying. Yes. Don't be afraid. Um, everyone is, is, is working together. Everyone is, is learning and the, you know, communicate, analyzing, communicating and putting your face out there is the best way for anyone to, you know, continue to gain knowledge because as you're talking to seniors and experts, that's how you gain skills and you gain knowledge and, um, you know, you communicate what your, what your findings are, but you're also learning from others on what they have to bring to the table and what they have to share. Right. The the collaboration part is so important. I think that when we start working, a lot of what we're doing is just trying to understand the job itself, but the collaboration part of working is really where most of the critical improvements happen when you're listening to others and understanding what they are going through and how you may be able to uh, help them improve their job and their projects and their work, but also your own. So I do think that what you're saying really does make sense. You do really need to put yourself out there. Sometimes it's really hard to put yourself out there where you feel like, well, I don't know if if people want to hear what I have to say. I don't know if they care what I think, but you may have to overcome that with uh, self-assured confidence. That's right. Confidence is key and never give up and never feel that um, you can't do it. You, you, there's always space and there's, there are always people that are always willing to listen. I do have one last question for you. And this is really about how do you combat the people who don't really care? The ones that are just warm bodies and the ones that don't really want to make an effort. How do you combat those people when you're in this type of environment and you are a self-starter and proactive? Yeah. So thing I have to say about that is um, don't let that be your stopping point. Always move on to the person that will listen or the, you know, the expert or that you can collaborate with. So I've had my fair share of, uh, we can't do this. Um, you know, just focus on processing. And that was never enough for me. And, um, you know, without, without burning bridges, of course, and doing it with much with respect, you're not looking to step over anyone's toes, but you're just looking to gain knowledge and gain information and, and do that, do the next best thing. And so if you find yourself at that point where you're dealing with someone that's saying, you know, we can't do this and it's not going to happen. Um, just find that person that will listen. Just keep going and keep keep talking to others. Yes, I love that. I, I love that what you're saying is so true. We will absolutely be coming across other individuals who really don't feel 
that they care about their work. They don't care about improving processes. They don't care about making it easier. They just are coming in just to get their paycheck and going home. And, you know, a lot of naysayers are also in the work setting. And, you know, the can-do attitude, the positive mentality that it takes to persevere past that, that is something that young people who want to do better, they want to show themselves as efficient and valuable to the company, they will need to be able to move past it respectfully, but move past that mentality. It is easy to stop in your tracks when you hear these people talking to you and saying, no, we can't do that, or that's not how we do it. That is definitely something that across many companies, you're going to come to find people who are set in their ways and they don't want to change. So thank you so much, Mesa, for sharing your story. I believe that a lot of what you said is valuable for the listener in that you do have to have the confidence to be able to go with your gut instinct to improve processes, improve and transform the work to make it easier for your colleagues. And I appreciate you taking the time to share that with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning into the Career Path Angel Show with Angel Mary. Something you want to hear Angel talk about on the show? Contact Angel through Instagram or TikTok to let her know. Hit subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and be sure to share it with your friends. Till next time, stay confident, stay positive, and never give up.